What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Friday. We made it. It's the weekend. We're here. It's time to celebrate football. Hopefully you are safe in this hurricane. I am safely joined by John Breach of CBSSports.com. Later in this show, uh, Pete Prisco and RJ White will show up. That's exciting. And then tomorrow, yes, tomorrow on Saturday, a bonus episode of the Pick 6 Podcast will drop. It will involve Phil Sims. Don't know if you heard about him. He's the uh, former Giants quarterback, of course, and uh, current NFL on CBS and the NFL Today and inside the NFL analyst. Watch the NFL Today at noon Eastern on your CBS channel. Um, you can follow the podcast at Pick 6 Pod. We dropped a funny little uh, chat meme today. I know John Breach is all over that. And by the way, you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, however you get your podcast. You can also maybe, maybe at some time in the near future, watch this podcast on video and imagine a scenario where the Bengals win a playoff game and John Breach is live on video watching them win a playoff game. Could that happen, John? Brinson, I did not think I was going to be alive. I didn't think I was going to live long enough to see them win a primetime game by double digits. <laughs> so th- at this point, I'm not ruling out anything. Playoff game is completely possible. And uh, just for those that don't know, the final score of this game tonight, 34 Bengals, 23 Ravens. Um, I, I think I think this was a legitimate wake-up call to those of us who didn't think week two would be a reversal of fortune. Cause like the Bengals were good in week one, but just good enough to win. They got, they got a late win lucky. They could have lost that game to the Colts. The Ravens like curb stomped the, the Bills, but the Bengals by and large took care of business tonight in a weird, like the Bengals never take care of business in a primetime game at home against a divisional rival with the world watching. And they did it, John. Andy Dalton was 20. Well, okay. He was fine, but 24 or 42. 265, four touchdowns, but three touchdowns all to A.J. Green in the first half. A.J. Green with a hat trick. I didn't even know it was possible for a Bengals player to get a hat trick. I thought that was like against NFL rules. And the thing (laughs) is that we're talking about that win over the Colts in week one. That might have been the best thing that happened. Let me just say this. If any other team in the NFL puts up 34 and wins a game by double digits in week one, don't you think we're talking about them all week about how good they are and and hey, this is a contender for the playoffs. Because overreacting after week one, so everybody loves to do. But not the Bengals. It was hey, they got lucky. Hey, they were playing mm. Andrew Luck. Hey, uh, they shouldn't have won that game. So they kind of flew under the radar, and then just did the exact same thing to the Ravens. I mean, that first half was exactly what Baltimore did to Buffalo. I mean, that was a curb stopping that the Bengals did to the Ravens. To well, use your word. Yeah, it was. I mean, and we'll talk about this more with RJ and Pete, but like, I, now having watched that Thursday night game, sometimes I feel like, John, the Thursday night game sets the tone for the week that's coming. Is that, is that, is that a, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I, I feel like that Thursday night game is like, Hey, look, what you thought you saw in week one is not going to be real. You need to readjust. Maybe the Raiders beat the Broncos. Who knows? But I think the, the bigger lesson is, the Bengals might win this division. Yeah, I mean that is the crazy. I mean, you They're look two at and two. you look at if the Browns and the Steelers both were to win on Sunday, the Ravens would be in last place uh, seven days after beating the Bills forty-seven to three. So it's just kind of crazy. And watching the Bengals tonight, it's hard not to think 
they're not the best team because look, the Steelers, we could keep going on about all the drama and picks for Le'Veon Bell, uh, Antonio Brown is threatening reporters. Uh, you know, it's just never ending with the Steelers and the Bengals. They're just kind of Thomas the Tank Engine, man. They're just chugging along, <laughs> doing their thing. And you know, that might be a children's show, but I'll take it if it, we can ride old Thomas the Tank Engine all the way to the playoffs. I like that you've got like, uh, uh, ch- children analogies built in, even though you're not like you're only an uncle. You're not a dad yet. Just to, just to clear it up. I mean, the Bengals schedule is not ideal. But it's secretly not that tough either. They're coming up and they got 10 days to prepare for at the Panthers in Carolina, um, on September 23rd. That's a, that's a long time. And that's good. I mean, Marvin Lewis is not the NFL's best coach, but that's a long time to prepare. Then seven days after that, the Falcons in Atlanta, the Falcons are devastated by their loss of Keanu Neal and, and Deion Jones. Then the Dolphins and Steelers at home at the Chiefs and then home against the Buccaneers. Like, I feel like the Bengals can slap together four more wins before they're by. And all of a sudden the over under is a laugher. It's a, it's like it was six and a half, right? Or seven and a half. It's a laugher. Uh, you're, you're walking uh, to the house. You loved it. You loved it. You loved the Bengals to make the playoffs in the over. Hey, I, I, I mean, we talked about, we wrote the thing with our best bets of the season. And my number one top bet was Bengals over. Put all your money on it. It was going to be the easiest bet of your life. It's it's in writing. This isn't just me saying it. Sure. Uh, and it, it, it absolutely is. When I looked at the schedule, the thing is, you mentioned the Panthers and the Falcons, which you know those sound like difficult games. But the thing is, the Bengals match up well with those teams. Mm. Uh, it, it's like they punch them in the mouth, and that's the NFC South isn't used to playing AFC North type football. If that makes sense, and that sounds so. No, that makes uh, sense cliche kind of it, do, I mean, but, it does and it also makes sense if that if that makes sense as a cliche from, an, from a southern guy <laughs> well so it's 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 when they played four years ago and i know everything changes in four years but like the Bengals went unbeaten against the nfc south but it was the same vibe this year where everyone assumed i think they were an underdog in three of those games the only one they were favored was the buccaneers so they were expected to lose but they just match up well. Uh, so I would, you know, as strong as the NFC South was, I expect them to win probably all four of those games. And so if you take those off the schedule, everything else is pretty manageable there. Um, um if I- okay. Well, one more question. Bengals have seven games before their bye in week nine. We went through the schedule. What do you think the record will be for the Bengals going into the bye? I would say so they are two and oh right now. Yes. I would say six and three at worst. Wow. At worst. Wow. And seven and two would be my prediction and six and three at worst. Would you change your Super Bowl pick right now from whatever AFC team you had to the Bengals if you could? I have my AFC Super Bowl pick <laughs> is the Steelers, which is like blows my mind because when we were putting these playoff predictions together before the season, I had the Bengals losing to the Steelers in the playoffs. I have the predicted the Bengals to win a playoff game. But then they'll lose to the Steelers in the divisional round, which is like now the ultimate slap in my own face because of how the Steelers have looked. Uh, but no, I would not. I would not put the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm not ready to put them that far yet. Andy Dalton did throw 18 incompletions. Uh, they struggled a little bit in the second half. That second half Bengals team is kind of the Bengals team everyone was expecting to see for the entire game. Well, that's fine. But I mean, that's an NFL team that's up big. Like that, like NFL team, every NFL team except for maybe the Patriots 
is up big and, and maybe the Rams too and doesn't put their, and maybe the Eagles that like the recent Eagles doesn't put their foot on the gas. So I don't, I don't worry about that too much. What do you make of the Ravens? Because I thought, I, I don't know. I, I thought the Ravens would come in here and make a statement and say, Hey, look, this is our division now. The Steelers are struggling. The Bengals are okay. We're ready to win this game. And I thought, I thought Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap got so much pressure on, on Joe Flacco that he was never comfortable. He never looked like he was having fun. He, like occasionally he was making throws in the field. And when I say Joe Flacco is having fun, like at certain points last week, it was like, ah, oh, Joe Flacco, I kind of like this guy. Like I never liked him before, but he's having fun right now. He, he, he looked like he was genuinely uncomfortable and the Bengals I don't know. Like, if, if you're gonna take, if you're if you're gonna say who is the most balanced team in the AFC North, I think the answer is the Bengals. Uh, I absolutely would agree with that. And the thing about the Ravens is that we have all this talk about the Lamar Jackson, but when they put those packages in against the Bengals, I thought they failed miserably. Why would you put them in the red zone? It makes no sense. Exactly. And not only did they fail miserably, but they took the Ravens' offense out of sync. It was like. John Harbaugh had no sense for the rhyme or rhythm that his team was in. And I'm sure, I think Joe Buck even mentions, maybe it was Troy Aikman, that Joe Flacco was probably pissed off that all this was happening, that he was being pulled from under center and going out and playing wide receiver when he knew he wasn't getting the ball. And that's probably frustrating him when he drove him all the way down there. And now we're talking about where the Ravens are. You just talked about the Bengals schedule. The Ravens are one and one, and they have the Broncos and the Steelers coming up. I mean, those, and we just saw what the Bengals defensive front did to the, uh, the to the Ravens. I mean, the Broncos, the Broncos are, are going to yeah. shred that offensive line. Uh, so I'm not sure I would bet on the Ravens in that game. The Ravens could be one in three in two weeks. Wow. What a, what a turn of events for this division heading into the weekend. All of a sudden the Bengals are on top. The Ravens are like paddling around. The, the, if the Browns go out and get weird against the, the, the Saints and the Steelers hold serve against the Chiefs, things have gotten very bizarre. John Breach, you're the best. Congratulations on your, on your Bengals win and the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. Uh, follow him at John Breach on Twitter. And if you want to watch the Bengals Ravens game and you want to relive like why those packages for Lamar Jackson didn't work, go to NFL.com backslash pick six, P-I-C-K-S-I-X and download. You don't have to download. It's a free seven day trial. You show up to that website and get a free seven day trial for NFL game pass. It's very easy. You can watch all the games. Breach, how great is it having NFL Game Pass in your life? I watch more Game Pass than I care to admit, although do you, do you spend I'm, more ad- time with I'm game- admitting it right now. Do you spend more time with Game Pass or more time with your wife? I don't even want to admit that on air because that might lead to a divorce. I haven't been married for a year. That would be embarrassing, but I spend a lot of time with Game Pass. That's called that's called taking the fifth. I spend more time with Game Pass than my wife, too. It's fine. Once you've been married for seven years, you say it. You like Game Pass more than your wife. You don't worry about it. You... Listener people should get Game Pass. Go to NFL.com backslash pick six P I C K S I X. Get a free seven day trial and you're rolling right into Game Pass. All right. We're going to talk to RJ White and Pete Prisco and get some leans, some locks for this weekend. John Breach, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Of course. All right. Joining me now from the lair in CBS Sports' Fort Lauderdale office, the home of the Off the Bench podcast. That's another great pod you can subscribe to on iTunes, but you know, listen to ours first, uh, the Pick 6 podcast here. Pete Prisco and RJ White at Prisco CBS at RJ White 1. Pete, RJ, what's up, guys? What's up, Willie boy? How you doing? 
Uh, I can't complain. Got to go see my grandmother. So we, people are listening to this on a Friday. Um, let's go see her on a Thursday. It was her birthday. Thank you guys for accommodating me on a later start. Excited to have you guys here. Excited to talk about some, uh, some picks. We're going to run through the super contest, uh, selections. They are locked. We, you know, people listen on Friday, so we didn't go Baltimore Sensi, but none of us are taking that game because we don't have our picks in uh, ahead of the deadline. Let's start in the nation's capital where the Washington Redskins are minus six against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Pete, are you buying into my belief that the Redskins might be the best team in the NFC East yet? Um, no, the <laughs> Eagles are the best team in the NFC East. Why would you think the Eagles aren't the best team in the NFC East? Um, I mean, I, I granted they're banged up now, but when they're healthy, they're the best team. Well, Alex Smith it might be the best quarterback in the NFC East. Wait, Alex Smith is a better quarterback than a healthy Carson Wentz? Well, Carson Wentz isn't healthy. He can't play. But I'm saying when they're healthy. Yeah. Well, what is your saying about your aunt and, and the, and the, you know, she had a mustache. She'd be your uncle. Yeah, but, exactly. Right. Carson Wentz but, would be your uncle if he was healthy. Yeah. But, but you said <laughs> the best team in the, are they the best team right now? Maybe. But that, that, does that really, do you win Lombardi trophies in the second week of September, Brinson? No, but you can, but you can win a game by more than six points against the Colts, Pete. Oh, well, sure you can. What, what, RJ, what is he talking about? Yeah, he's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> more, more than one player on the team. You got 52 other players on that roster and the Eagles defense is just so good. I think you got to make them the favorite in the division. Even if Nick Foles were to play the whole season, I think I'd make them the favorite in the division. Okay. I probably, as bad as I think Nick Foles is, I probably would too. Because that defense is just so dominant. It is. Um, okay. Do you at least think that the Redskins running game with the ageless Adrian Peterson and the Redskins uh, good run defense can be enough to stop the Colts, Pete? I don't, I, I don't know if they'll stop the Colts because I think Luck is very, very good. Um, and we saw – him getting back to what he was last week. The injuries on the offensive line are concerning, but they're not going to stop him. My concern isn't that side of the ball for the Colts. My concern is the other side of the ball. That thing, that defense is awful. Yeah, everybody hates that defense. Uh, but they didn't do too bad. You know, from, from the talk that you hear from the, about the Colts defense, you'd expect them to give up 40 a game. They've given up 27 and then that freak, you know, scoop and score at the end of the right. game. That's not too bad. Andrew Luck was in position to win that game. When the guy fumbled, it wasn't like he fumbled. Or tie over. the game. No, it's 27-23. Is that what it was? Right. Was it 27-23? 27-23. Yeah, right. in at 34-23. Mm. So when the guy fumbled, it was third and 15. He had gained 13 yards, put the ball on the ground, run it the other way. If he doesn't put the ball on the ground, they had all three timeouts. It was and about, a first down. About a minute left. Yeah. It, would, it would have been fourth and two. So you got to pick up the no, first No, I thought down. he had the first down. Yeah, it was 13 yards when he fumbled. At least that's what the, that's, the – On TV, it looked like he was across oh, the marker. Okay. Well, either either way, he's still in play to score that final touchdown, win the game for him. Now, if they win the game, you know, it's 30-27. Andrew Luck leads them on a fourth quarter comeback. What's the line now? It's not six. I'd Probably that. four. Probably three. Because you you would be impressed by, oh, my God, Andrew Luck's back. The Colts they have also, their magic. They back. also blew a lead. They blew a lead, but they had the lead in the first place. And, and, and that, they're at home. And, th- and that involved having some stops on defense. Like, but they're at home. Okay. <laughs> they're supposed to win that game, right? Not the way everybody was picking that game. They were no, favored. but they were favored. They were favored by three. Actually, I think it was down to two and a half, but that was the number one consensus pick in the contest. Last we know week. where, we know where RJ's leaning. Well, yeah, I'm leaning. Go ahead. I'm leaning to the Colts because as long as that offensive line isn't too banged up, I think that Andrew Luck keeps you in any game. And I think they could be down on the road 10 to 12 points. He gets that garbage time touchdown at the end and you're covering the six. I, I don't love the Redskins. I'd lean to the Redskins barely though. I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm probably, this is a stay away for me. I, I'm not, it's not going to be one of my contest picks, but 
I could see that being in the opposite way where they're up 10 late in the game and he's driving and he doesn't get the touchdown and you don't get the cover. So I, I'd probably lean to the Redskins, but I don't love it. By the way, the, uh, Andrew Luck passed short to Jack Doyle to Cincy for 15, Cincy 15 for 15 yards. Um, and that's when they scooped and scored with, uh, you know, it would have been a first down, right? It would have been very close to a first yeah. down. It was recovered yeah. to the 17. So that's where it was. That's what it was. Uh, when they, when he recovered the fumble, it would have been two yards short, but yeah, it would have been across the line. I think he, it would have been a first down. Yeah. Probably. No, so he would have had first down inside the, in the Cincy red zone with a look to beat him. That's, that is interesting. That would have been, that would have flipped this line for sure. If, um, if the Colts, there are a lot of ifs in the course of an NFL season, you know, a lot this, of them. This. Sure. And if you're, Aunt, were your uncle? She have a mustache. Um, and if the uh, if the if if the I, I don't know what the ifs are for the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. I cannot believe that the Carolina Panthers are six point underdogs to the Atlanta Falcons. That line is pom pom waving. He's a pom pom waver. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Pete. My my theory on it is that Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton are a bad physical matchup for Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. Uh, when they're not there, then those two Falcons defenders, well, key to that, key to that defense aren't, aren't there anymore. Well, the right tackle's not there and neither is the tight end. For the Panthers, right? yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Olsen's not there and the right tackle's not there. They, did, they didn't, be there right. Yeah. They didn't skip I mean, a, They got problems too. They didn't skip a beat though when Devin Funch just popped in for, uh, for Greg Olson. So you like, I know you like Carolina a great deal. I do. I think plus six is too much. I think this should be a three-point game. Although I am concerned with Cam Newton's recent performance in Atlanta, he has not done a he has not done a good job um, playing down in Atlanta against. Who's ever in that Robert. room? Tell him to get the hell out of there. All right. You should, Robbie, come here. Do you want to say to Mr. Pete? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't, that wasn't, that sounded like a grown, a grown person, not a baby. So really? get him out of there. Hey, will you, honey? Oh, sorry, everybody. Will you? Get the child and close the door. I'm trying. I'm at my parents' house. We're displaced by this hurricane and a lack of air conditioning. It's a whole thing. Uh, is it? How's the weather up there, by the way? It's great. It's great. It's oh, is it okay? You all right? Yeah, yeah. No, we're like, so, yeah, we're fine. We're not, we're not going to see the. Uh, AK says hello to you, Pete. Um, we're not going to see the. Uh, we're not going to see any bad weather for like a couple of days. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I've been through a couple of those. It ain't fun. No. No. Um, Panthers might have to leave early though. Charlotte might be getting hit. They might have to head down to uh, Atlanta a little early. Atlanta might get some of this this hurricane, and they might get a little hurricane named Cam Newton coming through. Pete, I like Atlanta. I I, I don't love them. Again, it's probably not a, one of my contest picks, but my lean is to Atlanta. I think they're going to get the offense cranked up. I, I think they will have success throwing the football. Um, and I just think that those pass rushers are going to get after Cam a little bit here, if, if particularly if the line's backed up the way it is. Well, the Atlanta offense did have success the first game just between the 20s. Right. You get I the think they'll zone. have red zone success. Okay, well, I need to see it to believe it. Like, I'm not going to just, you know, pen, pencil them in. You for, like Carolina, too. I lean Carolina. I like them more without the, the offensive line injuries. Um, but I do think that losing those two key defensive players is going to hurt Atlanta. I think I, if I'm going to bet this game, I'm betting the under because I think mm. missing the right tackle, missing possibly the right guard, missing Greg Olson, to you know, it could be a low-scoring game on both sides. Just especially if the red zone issues don't get not a contest out. pick for you, probably probably not a contest pick. I mean, I I have my my picks broken into three tiers. Carolina right now is in the bottom tier for me. I mean, it would take a Take a unearthing a pretty decent, you know, lean somewhere that I'm not seeing right now. Now that it, it sounds like it's a contest pick, going to be a contest pick for old the uh, Panther <laughs> pom pom. Right I might like the Panthers enough to put him in there. I, yeah, I, 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 I do think the line is off. I would put it closer to three. Than something six. looks. 
I, I would have put it at like four and a half or something. Something does look funky with the line. Right. It looks but, funky. Well, and the thing is too. But like, doesn't it look funky though that they're begging you to take Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It looks funky. It does. It, they shouldn't be begging. And I wanted to take Carolina instead of Atlanta last week and I didn't. So now I'm mad about it. So conflicting emotions here for me. Um, this is going, probably going to be a, a contest pick for me one way or another. Minnesota at Green Bay, Green Bay plus seven. If Aaron Rodgers is cleared or looks like he's going to play, you have to take the Packers, right? Well, me and RJ were just talking about that. You, you might have to take the Packers either way. Wow. Uh, but you take the chance, if, if you don't know on Friday, you take the chance that he plays and you're getting seven. And if he doesn't play, you're getting seven. Right. Pat, uh, Rodgers is obviously the most consequential quarterback in the league. I think he moves the line more than anyone. I think you're probably looking at an eight or nine point difference with him in wow. there or not. I would put the Packers at a – Two-point favorite, maybe two-and-a-half-point favorite just because the Vikings have looked so good. Without him, I put the line right around seven. So even with Kaiser in there, you're still getting a decent line. You know, you, it's I, you, maybe 50-50 either way. So even if you have to play without Rodgers in this game, at plus seven, I don't hate it. Somebody knows something, though. They have because to, Somebody right? in Vegas knows something. Right. What The line's off the board in Vegas, most books in Vegas right, right now. Right. But for the sake of this contest, somebody knows something. Yeah, and the way the contest works for people that don't don't know, they have to put a line out there on Wednesday because they have to lock in their contest lines Wednesday about 6 p.m. Eastern. So when they send it out and we see Vikings minus seven on their contest, when there's no line posted, we're like, oh, does that mean that they know that Rodgers isn't playing? Put him in a shotgun and let him take snaps and just throw the football. Well, bang, the, bang, ball well, out. Bang, the, bang, ball out. The other argument you can make is you can't make it a pick, which is what, or you can't make it like Green Bay minus one as if Rodgers was going to play, because then if Rodgers is ruled out on Thursday, for, not going to have it on Thursday, but on Friday or Saturday, then everybody's on Minnesota at a, at a freebie. But they could have made it that way. Then, then you have to take a guess a little bit more. Right. I think what, what the calculation was with them is, Minnesota looking so good, they'd rather be wrong this way than the other way because there's still so many people hesitant to take Minnesota minus seven or minus whatever with with Rodgers out just because it's in Green Bay, you know, home field advantage. Vikings maybe not trust Cousins on the road, but they did look really good. Now the Green Bay side, if it's minus one and, and Rodgers plays even on a on a hurt knee, maybe people aren't taking him, you know, even if he plays at, at minus one. So I think it gives you more to think about when it's fine. I would probably seven. take Green Bay right now. I don't know if it's going to be a contest pick, but it might be just for the sake that I might be getting seven and he might play. Yeah, we need to see the news on Friday because right. before we lock in our picks, if there is no news, I'm probably just staying away at this line. But but if we get wow. some indication he's going to play, then, yeah, it's definitely on the card. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so if, if Rogers practices at all on Friday – I'm, I'm taking you're those taking Packers. And, sure. and so is everybody else in this uh, entire Yeah, contest. so it'll, it'll be the layup of the layup. This right. happened, you remember, last year when yeah. Deshaun Watson got yeah. hurt. He got hurt on a Thursday. They had already locked in the contest lines, I believe, uh, Indy plus 13. Oh, and I want right. to say like 65, 70% of people were all over it once they had to lock in their picks on a Friday. Yeah, uh, right. In Vegas, it went down, I think, to six and a half. Houston was favored by like six and a half, six. Everybody took Indy anyway, and they won the game outright. So this is that similar situation if we get news that we can kind of uh, make a determination of on Friday. Okay. Uh, another team getting seven, basically the same quarterback, same team, same roster. The Buffalo Bills plus seven. Hi, buddy. Uh, the Buffalo Bills plus seven against the Chargers at home. Josh Allen, the next Aaron Rodgers, right, Pete? Well, I'm not going to go that. I mean, more more like uh, the next John Elway. He, <laughs> he looks like him. Sure. Not, no, I mean, he's not going to be that good, but that's you're not putting that on anybody. I'm not, I'm not gonna say da- Sam Darnold's gonna be the, anybody either. It's too early for all those guys. Look, he's gonna be a good player. This is a bad situation. 
It's an awful situation. His team stinks. The line stinks. The, the pass catchers stink. The defense isn't very good. But the number's weird. I don't love this game. I probably lean to the Chargers. I'll probably stay away. I know RJ, you like the Bills in this game. Uh, yeah, they, I have them in my second tier. I'm not not right now. They're not on my card, and they're not really that close. But if I'm going one way, I'm going with the Bills, just because you get so many points at home. You're getting a uh, an overcorrection of the line. I, when the look ahead lines came out uh, before the week one snaps, the Chargers were favored by three and a half. And then the Chargers. That's how much they feel? How how good they feel about Nathan Peterman? <laughs> yeah, but then. <laughs> You know, the Bills look as bad as everybody thinks they're going to look, and then all of a sudden the line's seven. It's like, well, where'd those three and a half points go? It's, we didn't learn anything about either team, I don't think, in, in week one. So I think you're getting value on the Bills. I'm not a huge Josh Allen fan, but I do think this is a pretty solid matchup for them. I think they could run the ball well. The Chargers had a bad run defense last year. I don't think they did anything to, to fix that this year. Um, so I think you can attack them, especially in the middle of that defense. Joey Bosa being out uh, is going to help. Uh, with uh, not have too much pressure on on, uh, on Josh Allen in his first start, so at least the, and he's at home, so at least you could see the situation where he could have some success. They win a low scoring game. There's another one where I would lean to the under, um, but I do like Josh Allen at plus seven in his first start, and I never thought I'd say that. You, I'm, Princeton, I'm, I'm, fa- I'm I think this is gonna be one of my super contest picks. Fade the Chargers in in September. It works. It pays off pretty well, and the line is too high. The Bills have a, a coaching advantage with Sean McDermott. They don't have an advantage in talent most anywhere else. I think defensively they can do enough to bottle up the uh, the Chargers and at least limit what what Los Angeles can you've, do there. You've already decided they have a coaching advantage in, in, a, in a year in a game. Yeah. Wow. Hard to believe. I mean, he did a good job last year, but yeah, and I don't and I don't think you said the defense sucks. I, I don't know that they're that bad. I, they obviously had a bad game in Week One, but teams are going to have bad games throughout the season. I don't think they're very good. I think they have a lot of solid players on there. I think Tremaine Edmonds was just everywhere in he's Week One. He's a good player. So he's just there was one play. The corners, White's a good player. There was one play where they handed a, a run, I think, to the uh, the far side of the field, and I'm like, oh, this, he's going to break that. And not only was Tremaine Edmonds there, he was on the other side of the running back, so he got there so quickly. And the safeties are good. I, I just I just worry about the down guy. And I, I think there's going to be some opportunity. For They're a terrible team, but I just can see a situation where the Chargers. It has to hurt you to pick against the Chargers. I mean, don't you pick them to win the Super Bowl every year? No, I picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I picked, oh, picked, picked, Char- right. picked Chiefs in the Super Contest last week, and it paid off quite handsomely. Thank you. Um, one one more note before we move on with the mm-hmm. Bills. If you're going to play them, I would play first half Bills because you're getting the Chargers going west to east. Huge cross-country game. And then those teams usually don't show up that well right. in the first half. So you could they get call. them out of sync in the first half. Buffalo all of a sudden has a 13 to 10 lead at halftime. And then it goes off the rails in the second they'll, half. They'll, of the win, they'll win 21 to 10. Something like that. Mm, the under is a good play. 21 17. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's a pick. Marcus Mariota is likely to play. Houston coming into town. Another, RJ, you're right. The more I look at these, RJ and I have been talking all week about this, the more, and Pete, you probably agree with it, but all of these games are overreaction games. Like Houston goes to, um, New England and keeps it close and Tennessee goes to Miami and gets blown out and now Tennessee's a pick at home. I mean, you know, it just feels like a, a situation where Tennessee could surprise them maybe, right? I like Tennessee. Uh, I, I, my, I watched the Texans today on tape and I was ready to puke on my shoes watching that offensive <laughs> line. It's bad. It's a bad group. And you know what? The quarterback has some improving to do. He was, it, it was a weird game for him. He kept, there were times where he was trying to, like, it looked like he was trying to peek over the line and raised his head up and he was hopping around and he never really looked comfortable. And that has a lot to do with the line. I, look, Tennessee's not great, but if I'm getting a pick against a team playing back-to-back road games that didn't look very good last week, uh, I, I'm taking the Titans. I don't love it. I might, 
I might, the more I evaluate it, I might take him in the contest if I don't, if I don't get stuck, but I do like the Titans in the game. Right. You said the offensive line's bad. We knew that coming in. And quarterback looked bad. The defense isn't that good either. I mean, the, the announcers mm-hmm. in the game spent a lot of time saying, where's JJ Watt? Where's JJ Watt? He finally had a sack, you know, near, near the end of the game, but they but, doubled him a bunch though. Right. And, uh, uh, the secondary I was never a big fan of in, in Houston. Now they lost, I think Kevin Johnson's on the IR. Um, they got a few other guys banged up in the secondary. So I think they can get in trouble, especially when they go on the road and they, you know, they're in an unfavorable environment on defense. Um, so I would lean Tennessee too. The things that, the thing that gives me pause and doesn't automatically put them in for me is the offensive line injuries. Got Taylor Lewan's not practicing. Jack Conklin's probably not going to play again. Um, so uh, when you get the, the Houston, no pass, Delaney Walker, who's no, obviously no Delaney. So you, in Corey Davis has been limited, although he says he's playing. So you get that, those kind of injuries start piling up and then a team with a good pass rush like Houston can change the game, you know, with a, with a sack, scoop, score. And all of a sudden a game that Tennessee looks like they should be winning by seven there. It's tied and then they go down. And so you just don't know how to it looks. This is a funky looking line too. Right. Bit. And the weird thing about it is, uh, you know, they put pick them for the contest, but the line actually came out probably about, I'm going to say 60 to 90 minutes before they had to release the contest line. And they posted it at minus one and a half for Houston. Mm-hmm. They got bet up to minus two. And that's kind of, I think, where it is as of Thursday when we're taping. That's where it is in most spots at minus two. So if you're going to go Tennessee for the contest, you're getting a few, you're not getting the, the two points that you deserve for, for what was out there. But I don't know why they posted a pick when they're just 90 minutes prior to when they sent us the lines. They already had it up at one and a half yeah. and two. So it was yeah. a weird, weird line to me. Yeah, I mean, I I said before the the injuries also give me pause. I said before week one that I wanted to see Tennessee go lose to Miami and see Houston go keep it close to New England, and then I was going to take Tennessee here. Um, so I'm going to try and and stay on it. But I, if Lawan and Conklin are both out, that's going to be a major problem. Uh, Pittsburgh minus four hosting KC. This lines up to six in a lot of places. Uh, Pete, this is a classic bounce back game for Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Yeah, I mean the injury that he's drama queening right now is uh is bears watching but i think he'll he'll be a go um look this is a bad spot for the chiefs and and the public is all over kansas city Mm -hmm. that that's never a good thing you're playing back-to-back games uh this one's outside the division you're traveling to face a team that technically lost last week because that that was a loss for the steelers and now they're playing their home opener and they've won six of the last seven against you the steelers are my favorite pick in the entire week i love the steelers Mm. As long as Ben is healthy, obviously. Yeah. You know, they have some, and DeCastro hasn't practiced either. He, he had a, dealing with that broken hand and he, he's got to come back and he thinks he's going to play through it. So as long as we had a green light there, I like them. Joe Hayden hasn't practiced. Um, but I do like them that this is another overreaction. The, the look ahead line had the Steelers favored by six and a half, which feels like a closer to what the line should be. When it comes, when it comes out for the contest now, it's four because everybody loves how great the Chiefs look. And Brinson, you know, I'm all over the Chiefs. I was, you know, sleeper Super Bowl pick, Mahomes sleeper MVP pick. You know, I had, I had a lot of great things to say about the Chiefs. This is a bad spot for them, though. This is a game where Steelers come out and they just do whatever they want to do on offense, and they win a shootout like 38-28, like, yeah. like that, the game the Chiefs won last I week. I agree. Just, like the over just, just for full like disclosure. The, like the over, but it's been it's been bet up so much. I think it's up to like 53 right now, so I'm probably not putting any any money on an over when it's that high, but I do think it'll hit the over. Yeah, I think it'll hit the over, too. By the way, just I, I know this because – uh, I've already recorded with him, but there's another person that we, Nick Costas also believes the Steelers are the best bet of the week. Well, it's a curse because he loves the Steelers. Uh, Jamie Eisenberg has made Ben Roethlisberger a start of the week mm. for the fantasy this week. So it's a mush. The game is <laughs> it mush. It is mush. That is concerning. Jets minus two and a half hosting the Dolphins. This line reeks. It, it stinks. It's a, it's a pile of dead fish. Minus two and a half. They're begging you to take the Jets beat. 
Uh, I'm not. I like Miami in the game. I, I think Miami, uh, I, look, the Jets aren't anything close to what they showed, uh, on Monday night. Nothing. Zero. And, and for all the talk, the back page and everything else about how great Darnold played, he, he was adequate. That's what he was. He wasn't bad. He wasn't good. He was adequate. Uh, I think, look, Tannehill did some good things last week. Miami's defense is interesting. Um, I think if they can choke off the run a little bit, they'll be able to get after the quarterback. Their pass rushers are pretty good. My lean is to Miami. I don't know if there's going to be a contest pick. Yeah, you said uh, the Jets aren't as good as they showed on Monday night. I don't think the Dolphins are as good as they showed on Monday night. That was Sunday a weird either. game, though. Yeah. I, I had them in the contest. I was very confident they were going to win that game. I think it, the line was either plus one or plus one and a half. So uh, that came through for me. And now this week I'm hesitant to take them again. I don't know that they're going to go on the road and play and play as well as they did. Uh, this line is another interesting one. It, on the look ahead, it was Jets minus one. Then after Miami won their game, and the Jets hadn't played on Monday, it was up to Miami minus one and a half. So mm. Miami was the road favorite. Then obviously Darnold comes out, lights it up. Everybody loves the Jets now. Jets open as three. It gets down to two and a half for the contest. So it's another one. The line doesn't know what I want to do. I don't think anybody knows what to make of these two teams. Uh, if I was setting the line, I would probably put it at Jets three, Jets maybe three and a half because they have a good home field advantage. They tend to play a lot better at home. And I think these teams are pretty even. Seven and one last year for the Jets against the spread at home, but in all eight of those games, they were underdogs at home. So you don't have any, we don't have any recent history of them playing at home. I think Todd Bowles is an underrated head coach. Um, I like Dar, I like what Darnold did. I thought, you know what, you know what I say, Pete? You know what I say? No stage is too big for Sam Darnold, as I pointed out to you last Saturday. Accurately, I might add. Proven NFL veteran now, Sam Darnold. Yeah, one game. Look at Brinson. Did you think he, I mean, he wasn't that good the other day. He was, he was I, adequate. I was really impressed by the way he bounced back. That was a good bounce back for that pick six. Could have been low. But okay. But like even on the touchdown that he threw to Robbie Anderson. Yeah, it was a, it he was, was a, late. Yeah. The ball was the guy, the guy was open for about a half hour and he was late with the throw. He hit, got away with that hit one. The, so hit the corner you back really the tell he's using a Nuno as a security blanket. What happens now that right. that's on tape when right. teams start to scheme right. for it? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, how do you think they'll use Xavier and Howard there, Pete? You think they'll slide him on a Nuno or Robbie Anderson? I think he'll play Robbie Anderson. Take him away. Okay. He he plays outside. You're not going to put him on the inside. Right. This line is two two bad teams. I'm not messing with in a bad division. Tampa Bay plus three and a half at home. Yeah, boy, Pete Ryan Fitzpatrick lighting up the NFL. The helium balloon. That means he's good for one of those. What he had six touchdowns passes in one game. He had got a career contract from the uh, yep. Bills, and then he went off the ledge both times. So right. he's he had his game. Uh, this Eagles defense is darn good. I probably would have leaned a little bit to the, to the Bucks getting the three and a half here. I worry about those injuries though. I mean, you know, you're going to be have, you're going to have two rookies in that secondary probably, you know, starting. That, that's a problem for me, but I could see it being, I don't, I don't, don't think the Eagles offense is that good with Nick Foles. I don't think he's very good, but I, I, I this is a tough game for me. I'd probably lean to the Bucks, but don't love it. Yeah, it's probably going on my card the other way. You like the Eagles. I know you like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. This this is another overreaction line. This line was minus six on the look ahead lines. It drops down to three and a half when Ryan Fitzpatrick has his great game. But there's a reason his nickname isn't Ryan TD's Patrick. There's a reason we call him Picks Patrick. Because he also has those games where five five interceptions, four interceptions, and you never bitter know Bills fan coming. speaking here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, understandably. Inner and outer Bills fan here speaking. But uh so what happens when he plays a great defense now? Now he's going up against one of the best defenses in the league, a defense that's getting their number the number one coverage linebacker in the league per PFF last year, Nigel Bradham back from suspension. Well, that means he is then. Yeah, that means, so, so. that means he's definitely <laughs> – that means he's I good. I love those guys. But that means he's good. He's good. That means – you know, I don't know. 
you can have a definitive ranking, like to your point, but but that that's a a huge uh, gain that they're getting back on the defense. And we talk we excoriate the Colts defense for being terrible. This defense is terrible with their injuries. And you you throw up the Carlton Davises and MJ Stewart's a cornerback. The safeties weren't ever really good. They got a couple good linebackers. Well, Evans is going to be a good safety. Going to be. He's a second year player. I agree. Linebackers solid. Defensive line still needs to prove a little bit. JPP's dealing with an injury. Vita Vea hasn't practiced in I don't think like six weeks. McCoy's good. McCoy's solid. Uh, but that's very solid. When you have a good defensive line, a good offensive line can kind of neutralize them. And yeah. we know that the Eagles have a good offensive line. So I think the offense will be able to do whatever it wants to in against that secondary. I think they're going to have, even with uh, limitations to their receiving core right now because of injuries, I think Ertz could have a big game. I think Dallas Goddard could catch a touchdown. The running backs are going to get involved. And I do think that the Eagles are going to score a lot more points than they did last week. So he loves the Eagles. Like the Eagles. All right. The Eagles, big Eagles guy there. Uh, Saints minus eight and a half. The Saints lost at home to the Buccaneers. They're hosting the o o o o and one Cleveland Browns. This also might be an overreaction because if Cleveland loses that game by 15 points to the Steelers, all of a sudden they're coming in here as a 12-point dog. I'm taking the points. Uh, give me eight and a half. Uh, I, I, look, their defense played pretty good football last week. It wasn't awful. I mean, it, yeah. You're talking I mean, about the Browns, up, it's not the Saints, right? Yeah, they oh, got okay. turnovers. Uh, that's important. I think, you know, you, the Saints defense has to show me more. Now, on the fast track, I'm not a big Tyrod Taylor fan, but he'll run around on that track and make some throws. I think there could be a backdoor cover in this game. I, I think the Saints win it and it could be a backdoor cover. The Browns defense did look good last week. They are dealing with injuries. They had Emmanuel Ogba missing practice. Uh, Christian Kirksey, their key linebacker, limited. Um, few injuries in the secondary. The guys have been limited in practice, so we'll see if they can do it against New Orleans in New Orleans. We know they're going to put well, right. They'll score points. Um, and can Cleveland's offense keep up? The number seems about right to me. It's it's definitely a stay away. I don't think I took either side when I'm when I'm looking at my picks. You know, of of considering contest picks, I don't think I put either side on there. So to me, this is just a just stay away. I think New Orleans is definitely going to respond. They're going to be mad after getting embarrassed at home. They're going to score a ton of points, and I think the defense can do enough for them to win by a touchdown. This maybe might 10. this might be a contest pick for me. I like the Browns. Wow. I don't love them. I mean, I I don't like the card this week. It's a tough card. RJ loves He's, the card. Yeah, I love the card. I, I, this is my favorite week of the season, overreaction week. I love we'll it. We'll see. The um, No way Denzel Ward's winning a battle against Mike Thomas, right? Two Ohio State guys. Mike Thomas gets eight catches against anybody. I know, but Denzel yeah. Ward's like sleight of frame. I don't know. Yeah. He had a good game, though. Good game against the uh... – Yeah, he ain't going to have a game like that again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not – I still have a PTSD with the Browns for putting them on my card a few times a year, you know, for the last couple of I know, years. I know. I'm bucking a trend that I said I wouldn't do. Well, the problem, the problem with the, the problem with the Browns is that Hugh Jackson is their biggest issue and he makes multiple bad decisions per week that cost them points and that cost them opportunities to win and to cover. Yeah, you're definitely losing the coaching battle. You're oh, taking yeah. the Browns. Sean Payton's one of the best in yeah. business. So, that is, yeah, it's um, definitely stay away from me. I would lean. I think to the I'm leaning to the Browns. I think I'm leaning to the Browns. We just, talk, we just talked Pete off the Browns. Uh, can we talk? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Because <laughs> I just don't like the card, so I got to find five games on it. Did we? Can you? Can I talk you into taking the Cardinals plus twelve and yes. a half? In fact, that one I know I'm taking. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a that's a that line should be eight and a half, nine. That's way overreaction to what happened, and it's a division game. You're going to give me twelve and a half in a division game. If I'm not mistaken, the Cardinals are 12 and three against the, against the spread the last 15 against them. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. I think I saw that somewhere. Uh, come on, you give me 12 and a half, I'm taking 12 and a half. Bradford Bradford's not as bad as he played last week. I think they'll get back playing 
better football and the Rams are on a short week. Give me the points. And the defense isn't as bad as it no. was last week. And, you know, Alex Smith tore it up, and now everybody is ready to bury the Cardinals already. And and I do agree. I did like them coming into the season, not not to compete for a Super Bowl, but the over-under for their win total was six. I thought that they were definitely an over-team, uh, seven-eight win team until proved differently. Um, so I'm not going to write them off after one week. You know, if anything that happens, this is why I love overreaction week, because anything that happens in week one, if it happened in week 11, we just kind of, Things that don't conform to to what we believe about these teams off of the previous data, we would just move on. So I'm not ready to change all my prior assumptions about all teams just because of one week that could be good or bad. Uh, I do think that this line is inflated. I probably would make it nine and a half looking at my power ratings. Um, so I think you're getting value there by taking the Cardinals. I did look into taking the Cardinals as well. I don't know if I'm going to do it. They do have a few injuries are dealing with a few guys limited in practice like David Johnson, Marcus Golden, Buda Baker. Uh, the right tackle didn't hasn't been practicing so. We'll see there when you go against the Rams, you know that they can put up points in any situation. So you might have to, if even if it's at plus 12 and a half, you might need, you know, 24 points from the, the Cardinals to cover. So can they get that? Sure. I don't know that we can expect it. Defense is probably going to have to do its part to cover for you, Pete, if you take them. 10 and yeah. three, I, 10 and three straight up in their last 13 games on the road against the Rams, four and one against the spread in their last five games on the road against the Rams. And, uh, Eight and one straight up in their last nine divisional road games and eight and one straight up in their last nine games after a loss. All those trends courtesy of oddshark.com. And, but, and how many of those games did the Rams have, uh, McVay? And how many of those games did the, did the Cardinals have Bruce Arians? You know, like, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I think it's, I think it's tough to, I think it's tough to look at that and say, you know, this, this team is the same. Uh, San Francisco minus six hosting Detroit. Hmm. RJ, that's another line, right? That, that feels like a lot of disparity in terms of the. Yeah, the look, the look ahead was minus three. Then Denver, the Detroit, of course, has a terrible game, and now it's minus six. But San Fran hasn't proven anything. Everybody expects you know a great deal from Jimmy Garoppolo. Expects he's going to be a great quarterback. He was seven and zero in a starter coming in the year. We thought he could never lose a game. Well, guess what? Now he's lost a game, and now <laughs> he's just like any other quarterback that has a loss on his record. Uh, San Fran is a team that I don't trust defensively at all. They have cluster injuries at linebacker. Ruben Foster's still suspended. They put Brock Coyle on the IR. Malcolm Smith isn't practicing. Dakota Watson's on the IR. So Fred Warner, the rookie, is is starting for them. And then played good last week. And I don't know who else is starting at linebacker. They played good last week. Secondary isn't that strong. Richard Sherman. Kind of, it, too, RJ's talking himself into the Lions here. No, I, like <laughs> I know you do. I'm not talking myself into him. Then you got injuries on the offensive line for San Fran. Detroit isn't as bad as they played. Maybe their coach is terrible. Everybody's kind of done with him. They're ready to first coach fired odds on Matt Patricia at this point, you know, after one game. Sure, he had a terrible game. Now it's time to respond and see, see how they do. So I'm not writing them off yet. They have great talent on offense. The defense is going to play better than, than it has, especially in a better matchup for them. I think now this week against San Francisco, we'll see, uh, how, how healthy the San Francisco pass catchers are, but. I do like Detroit. Plus six is too much. We're getting good value on that line. I don't, I don't like the game that much, but if I lean one way, it would probably be the 49ers. I'm with you on Garoppolo. He's got to show me a little bit more. Mm. Um, well, I mean, seven touchdown passes, five interceptions last year. You would have thought it was 25 and five. I mean, let's slow the roll. He made a couple of really bad throws last week, like elementary throws for that, that he can't be making. Uh, but I just, the Lions defense is putrid. It is, but, and so, to Garoppolo, we're getting value on Garoppolo right now because everyone assumes he's great. Correct. And at some point, that value is going to come down. People are going to have a more realistic what assumption about, about him. Shanahan, though. Shanahan's a good play caller. Shanahan's a good play caller. And, and he's, and he's called good plays against Matt Patricia's defense in the first half of a Super Bowl. 
Yeah. I, I would lean to the Niners. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't like this game either. Uh, I know a game. I, I got a game that's already on your list, Pete. You can book it. Jacksonville Jaguars plus one at home. Look, I think they win the game. You're going to give me a point at home. I'll take it. This is their Super Bowl for the year. Um, they're better than they were a year ago. That team should have beat the Patriots last year in a playoff game. Third and 18 still haunts them. Miles Jack uh, wasn't down. Uh, they should have won that game. This team is better. I, you know, the Fournette injury is interesting, but I thought he left yards on the field last week after rewatching that game. Hmm. Um, I, I think they're going to get after. It's going to be, I'm going to call this already. You ready? It's going to be a ghost game for Brady. <laughs> you know what that is? You're going to be two. seeing ghosts by wow. the third quarter. Wow. When he, when you, oh, you've seen that over the years. When he's played the Broncos, when he, Von Miller, when he played the Giants in two Super Bowls, good teams that hit him. He starts seeing ghosts and he starts that ducking thing where he looks around. He's got nobody around him and he feels them there. I think Jacksonville wins the game. Uh, so uh, they will be a, con- they probably will be a contest play for me. I do think the line's in the right place. I think, I think one is a fair, fair line for them. I do like the motivation factor. Uh, you, it, New England's just not going to get up for a game in September. They've won the division. They're one and oh and they won the division right. in the AFC East, just like they do every year. So I don't, I, obviously the motivation is going to Jacksonville. I wouldn't pick it just because you're not going to make money betting on the Browns or against the Patriots. That's just what we've learned. <laughs> so if I'm putting, you know, these contest picks are critical. You don't have to pick every game. You're only picking five games. So I'm never putting, going against Patriots for a contest pick, just, just in principle. But if I'm leaning, I lean Patriots just because it's Bill Belichick, but I, this is probably going to be a stay away game for me for sure. 22 and seven in their last 29 games against the spread for the Patriots. Just and, and Brady's never, Brady's never lost to the Jaguars. Oh boy. Uh, he knows they're going to be mad too. Denver minus six hosting Oakland. Oakland looked terrible. Denver snuck by Seattle, Pete. Overreaction here. It's a bit of an overreaction, but that defense is awful. I mean, how, how can you take that defense? I know, RJ, you like the Raiders, don't you? Oh, hell, no. No? No way. <laughs> no, I, somebody does. I, I just, I've never taken Oh, it's Costas. Costas likes, not to spoil Costas. Yeah, he Costas does. Picks. He likes the Raiders. Yeah, I, I would, my lean is to the Broncos. I don't know. I don't know it's going to be a contest pick, but I just can't see that defense stopping. I think it's going to be a Royce Freeman game. I think he pounds them right up the middle, runs them, takes a few shots down the field. I like the Broncos. And they're dealing with defensive tackle injuries. they got cluster injuries there. They had to put Ellis on the IR. P.J. Hall isn't practicing. Another guy is limited. So it's this thing where they could just destroy them running the ball. Uh, this You could put this in the overreaction category if you do like the Raiders at all because this line was three on the look-ahead. Now it's six, just like the, the Detroit line, just like the Washington line. But here, I think the line was too low already. Denver has one of the best home field advantages in the league, and that carries over especially in weeks one and two when teams aren't conditioned properly. Uh, I looked into it. I went back to 1999. I found they only lost one game at home, uh, just straight up, obviously, not against the spread uh, from 1999 through uh, week one of 2018, I guess. So we're talking about 20 years. They only lose one game back in 2011. Wow. Uh, so I think the way to go here is Bronco- Broncos are nothing. Um, I would – at six, I love them as a teaser. If you're going to tease them with a team like the Saints, if there's one of these other six or seven point teams you like, I like that as a teaser. Um, Denver's probably going to work their way onto my card. They're very healthy. They're going against a team that isn't, that isn't well coached. That's on a short week that has a lot of questions at quarterback position now and basically up and down the roster. They have questions. So I think Denver wins this game. I'm hesitant to lay so many points on a, a lot con- on a contest pick just in general, but here, even if Denver isn't a Super Bowl contender, Oakland's just so bad that I think I would have made this a touchdown, so I'm going to take it. And Denver's defense is very good. Dallas, minus three, hosting the Giants on Sunday night, Pete. I love the Giants. Love them. Love the yeah, Giants. I don't. I like the other side. Wow. I, but I don't know if I'm going to play it in the contest. I just, I, in rewatching the Giants, 
they can't rush the quarterback at all. I mean, they just can't. They're not a good defensive pass rushing team. And that was a problem last week for Dak Prescott. He got hit. He got hit a bunch and he got jumpy. So I think in this game, I don't know if I'm going to make it a contest play, but my lean is to the Cowboys at home. I don't love it though, but I'd probably take the Cowboys and lay the points. I know their history in this game. The Giants have gone in there and won, but I, I, I'd probably lay the points. My lean is to the Giants. I don't think the Cowboys have that good of a home field advantage. They tend to play better on the road, especially defensively. Um, I hear you about the pass rush. You need to have a pass rush and the Giants don't right now, but. The Cowboys don't really have the pass catching weapons to, to make them pay. Uh, Dak Prescott still needs to prove that, that he can get it done. The Giants did have a good run defense and, uh, obviously we saw Fournette didn't look that great, you know, against them. Uh, I took the Jaguars against the Giants last week because of that. I didn't have a pass rush. And I think if you're going to beat Blake Bortles on the road, you got to rush him. And that's, this could be the same situation. If you're going to beat Dak Prescott, you got to rush him. So I would probably stay away from this, but I'm, I'm leaning Giants. And the last game, Chicago minus three and a half hosting the Seahawks. I don't know if they're begging you to take Seattle, but it is interesting that the Chicago Bears are the new darlings of the NFL. Not my new darlings. I, I, no, this is an uh, overreaction for sure. I, look, I don't like teams playing consecutive road games at all, but this team's been around. A lot of these guys have been around. Now there's some new guys, obviously, but the, but the heart and soul of this team, Wilson and Wagner and that crew, they've been around. And they know how to handle this. And, and if you're going to give me a, over a field goal in a game against the Bears, who I'm still not convinced based on one half last week that they're this good, uh, I'll take the points. In fact, I might play Seattle in the contest. Wow. Yeah, I like Seattle too. I'm, I'm leaning that way. Um, three and a half is a lot. I like getting the field goal. I like having the best quarterback in this matchup. You know, Wilson versus Trubisky on Monday night. I, you got to love that if you're getting three and a half points. So I'm leaning Seattle too, even though the defense isn't, isn't quite what, what we would like, even if that right tackle is going to get exposed against Khalil Mack. You know, that's going to be a major issue. If I don't put it on the card, that's the matchup I'm thinking about and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm laying off of it. But I, I'm leaning Seattle too. All right, great stuff, guys. As always, run through the whole card. Good luck on your super contest picks. You want to? You, you don't have to lock anything now, but you can if you want. You got any picks you want to lock in, Pete? Steelers is a lock-in for sure, and so are the Cardinals. Those are two for sure. Steelers and for Cardinals. Me. RJ, any locks that you got in there for the Super Contest? Um, not not until the Friday injury report comes out, <laughs> but I'm leaning Colts, Eagles, Lions, probably Broncos, and then I'll figure something out with the fifth one. All right, good stuff, fellas. Thanks as always. Take care.